Good evening, Anchor Nation. This is Aaron Rollins coming at you live once again for my podcast, Southeast Third. So, I am driving and I am headed down to the coast, to Port Aransas. Uh, Jamie and her family are down there. She's asked me to come down. Uh, I'm going to have to call in for work tomorrow to do this and use some of my sick leave, which I kind of don't want to do that. But I also kind of don't want to go to work. <laughs> uh, the last couple of days has been interesting because we had another freeze, another February freeze, where the roads were iced over. And dude, my car, my car was a literal icicle. There was there was so much ice on the windshield that you know pouring. I poured like five cups. No, probably more because I used a 20-ounce bottle. I filled up a 20-ounce bottle four times and poured water on it to try to get the ice loosened up so I could break it loose. And I ended up grabbing this scraper and scraping the ice off the windshield. And the, the ice was so thick. It had to be a quarter of an inch thick, which on top of the glass, you, you may not think that's a lot, but that's a lot. I'm having to break the ice on the windshield just to, to scrape it off so I can see out of the car and go to work. And I did that on uh, Wednesday, was it Wednesday night when I came back from work? Yeah, Wednesday night when I came back from work, and then Thursday morning when I went to work. And then uh, Friday, today, I chipped the rest of it off that was left. It, there was so much ice and snow frozen onto my car, I couldn't use my windshield wipers. I haven't had to do this in a very long time. I've definitely taken cold weather living conditions for granted. And it was just so surprising. And that, that fed into other people's issues. You know, other people didn't want to drive. So at work, we had hardly anybody show up. And I'm like, well, they must really not be that sick. And that just you know, made me realize something is that people are coming in to where we work. And they're not really in an emergency. But the people I work with act like the world's going to fucking end if they don't get their labs drawn or get... Uh, a CT done or get their medication. Uh oh, dog crossing the road. God dang it. Oh, I almost hit that poor guy. Man, I almost hit that dog. And not because I didn't see him because I'm recording, it's because he ran out into the street. I honked and he didn't get out of the way. Oh, I almost hit that freaking dog. Dude, the last thing I, I know, it wouldn't have really messed my car up. He wasn't that large, but. That wasn't something I was willing to put up with. He almost freaking died. People, don't let your dogs run out into the busy highway. I'm on Highway 181. And somebody's freaking dog. He had a collar on walking across the road. Almost killed that bastard. Alright, if you don't want your freaking dog, don't dump it at a shelter or give it to somebody else. Don't let it just run out in the street to kill, get killed by another car. That's how freaking traffic accidents happen. And back to what we were talking about. So it was, it was freaking cold. It, John wasn't kidding. I hope you've been listening to his podcast. He's had some funny stuff. I don't know what it is about him. He's been bumblefucking his words blah, 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 here recently. I, I, more than he has in the past. Either he's not, not getting enough sleep or he's just running out of things to talk about. And he's just coming up with shit on the fly. <laughs> it's, it's just been something I'm noticing. And then something else I noticed is he uses uh, this and that um, in ways that you know, in the English language doesn't make sense. And I think it's because he watches too much porn. And if you've watched porn, and we've all watched porn, 
they're like, ooh, take this dick or take this cock or you like that cock? You like how that feels? He says this and that so much and I think it's because his porn has rewired his brain and that's why he's like, uh, I am that JP. This is that show and then this, on this glorious day and it's like, that, that's not the right way to do that. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So, and I, I, I'm very, I'm a very strong believer in the fact that uh, excuse me, let me back up. I'm very, I'm a very strong believer that he watches too much porn, and it's it's made his, it's affected how he thinks about words, and if you've watched too much porn, I mean, I, I guess that would do that to you. There's only one way to find out. I, was like, I guess I gotta ask him. <laughs> I gotta ask. It's like, how much porn do you watch, bro? I mean, you're always talking about dicks and, and dick facts and ED. I mean, I have, I have to wonder how much. How much porn you actually watch? Um, so, but, but back to what I was saying earlier. Uh, I'm driving on down, and uh, the the February freeze was pretty stupid. It um, it made me realize that people, you know, that come to where we work really aren't that sick. Um, there are exceptions to every rule, of course, and we've had people die where I work. So obviously, those people were sick. But you know, the fact that only like five people showed up for the entire day two days in a row i'm like yeah these people ain't really got a, that big of a problem i bet you today they're out there though the roads have uh unfro- unfrozen they're thawed out the people are getting around um ambulances are driving around uh more frequently in, in, in more areas um so I, I bet you i'm not working today i bet you there's more people out there waiting to be seen right now and uh hey i ain't at work so that ain't my freaking problem so <laughs> um but uh, on that note about work, there's a guy that I used to work with in the emergency department who now works for the mental health department at the VA. And I've been telling him, I was like, look, man, I'm, I'm getting close to where I'm just going to give my notice. But I want to have something lined up. And if uh, anything ever happens on your end, just uh, please let me know there's an opening and I'll, I'll apply for it. And he's like, yeah, sure. I don't know when that'll be, but I'll keep you posted. Well, he, he contacted me this week and said they're going to open up another position. Are you wanting to leave the VA or do you want to just transfer somewhere else? And I said, man, I will take whatever I can get. You do what you got to do. Just tell me what I got to do. And he said, yeah, absolutely. Um, he really wants me to come out there because he knows that I'm not happy where I'm working. And, uh, you know, I, I, I say this over and over and over again. It's not the work. You know, wiping ass sucks, but it is what it is. Um, some of these people really are not able to clean themselves. And, uh, you know, sometimes they stink and sometimes they're puking and sometimes it's hard. But that's not what bothers me. What bothers me are the people. I cannot stand the majority of these people I work with. We got some really good gems like Scott. Scott's in his 70s, though. He's going to retire really soon. Uh, Frank. Frank had to go through something with a patient where a patient accused of him taking a swing at him. Accused the nurse, Frank, of taking a swing at him. And uh, they're like, well, we got to put you on administrative uh, suspension. And you can still come to work and get paid, but you can't actually do, interact with the patients until we investigate it. And Frank said, well, you know what? Put me on leave. So they put him on leave, and he went home uh, for a couple of days. And they looked into it. And, you know, the thing about it was is that, yeah, they, they got to follow their rules in that sort of instance because that can be very serious. But you got to look at a guy like Frank who's never had that problem ever in his career and look at the patient that's making that claim who's been making that claim at every place he goes and he's made that claim against our staff more than once so there's a common denominator there and it's the patient not the nurse so 
you know, I, I see things like that, and I'm like, we shouldn't even be entertaining this. There, there's no reason why we're even giving this attention when we know for sure that this guy's obviously fabricated the story. So, you know, guys like Frank and Scott and uh, Klinger and who else? Who else? Juan. Juan's all right. He's hard to work with sometimes because he's a know-it-all, but... Um, Nah, you know what? I don't mean that. He's not a know-it-all. It's because he thinks... How do I put it? Dude was a flight medic. And I've, I've said this before. The dude knows his stuff. It's just hard to... So we, we've had like... How do I say this? It's not, it's not hugely... Uh, what's the word? It's not a deal breaker when it comes to why. It's like not the type of thing. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to fuck with him no more. Is like we, we disagree on like minor interpretation of facts, and it just makes it very hard to be around him for a long time because he's always going to be correcting me. <laughs> yeah, you know, we we talk about Tony Romo for the Cowboys, and you know, he talks about how he's a choke artist, and I'm trying to tell him is like, well, you know, there was that game in like 2007 where he was in the playoffs, and I think that was the beginning. He was like, no, nah, he was always like that. It's like you're not listening to what I'm saying. When in 2007, when he bumbled that kick that was going to win them the game. I think ever since then, he's like going downhill. He's like, nah, he wasn't even that great to begin with. It's like, whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> it's like, I can't, I can't get the point across that during the, during the season, Tony Romo was a good quarterback, but in postseason, he kept screwing up. And I think it was because of the pressure. He couldn't handle it. Um, on the topic of football, Tom Brady announced his retirement. And people are speculating this, that, and the other about him going to New England. I, I don't believe that. But, you know, this this whole year, I've been wrong. I have been wrong, wrong, wrong about my football predictions. I was wrong about who was going to go for the NFC. I was wrong about who was going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, at first I was, I was saying uh, Green Bay and the Cowboys to go for the NFC, and uh, Cowboys were going to win it. They were going to go to the championship. I didn't, I didn't predict that they would actually win the Super Bowl. I just went, predicted they were going to go. And that didn't even happen. They didn't even get past the wild card. <laughs> Green Bay, I, I think they got knocked out in the wild card game too. And nobody thought that was ha- going to happen. Nobody thought the the freaking Bengals were going to make it to the Super Bowl. You know, we kind of had a feeling with the Rams. And I think my original prediction was Rams. Excuse me, original. I think my second prediction was Rams and Chiefs. And they had uh, met a couple years ago, and they had an incredibly high-scoring game. It was the third highest-scoring in NFL history, and that didn't happen. The the Chiefs got beat by the freaking Bengals. By the Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals got a good team, but you know I've, I've been saying this to people I work with that you, you could look at football this year, and all your predictions are going to be off by by either a lot or or a moderate amount. You know, you you can't look at teams. You used to be able to look at the roster and the staff and their schedule and look at teams and say, you know what, they're not going to win any games. They're going to be another shutout year for the for the Jaguars or the Jets. You could look at the the Green Bay Packers or the 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 Rams or the the Ravens and say they're going to be they're going to be twelve and four or they're going to be ten and six. You know, you could look at the Cowboys and say they're going to be eight and eight. And you used to be able to do that with accuracy. Now, this year has not been like that. It has been nuts. Trades have been going down that we really didn't see coming. People have been getting cut. Uh, coaches have been getting fired left and right. And it's just a very unpredictable year. I, I And I posted this on my social media, on my Facebook. Whoever bet on the uh, 
Bengals and the Rams go to the Super Bowl, I want to be your friend because if you bet on that, you're probably a rich person by now from all your earnings off of making that arrangement. You know, and you're a guru. I want to I want to understand your insights and what what led you to that conclusion. Oh, you just there's so many of us that not see that coming. So that's what I'm looking for. My classes are growing okay. I'm looking forward to 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 uh, getting into this mental health position. You get your own little office. Uh, you get uh, a patient load schedule. You know, you're not just getting patients dumped in your lap. You actually get to you know organize and plan for the day. It's going to make my college education a little more difficult, and I'll have to figure that out. I just this would be something I am supremely motivated to pursue. I uh, put out you know other excuse me applications for uh, the VA. I want to stay with the VA. The benefits, man. People will come to this location just for the benefits that the VA offers. It's hard to beat government benefits, and that's been in different magazines published for decades now that we may not be the highest paying but when you include our uh, benefits packages with the pay we're one of the highest paying in the country we're definitely in the top 10 when you work for the government Um, especially the VA you know the way they take care of their nurses and doctors it's actually kind of nice and uh, you may not get all the money you want. You may not get the schedule you want. But you're definitely, you know, you put in your 10 to 15 to maybe 20 years, and you're going to be happy when you when you get out. You ain't, you ain't going to have nothing to worry about. So, provided the economy doesn't fucking crash again, which everybody's worried about that. So, anyway, um, the Peacemaker show, if you've been watching it, oh, my gosh, that is killing me. Every episode... There is something that gets me where I got to pause it, bust my ass laughing, catch my breath, and then keep watching so I don't miss what's being said because I'm laughing so damn hard. <laughs> like, in the most recent episode, him and Vigilante are just sitting on a couch, and he's just going in on Vigilante because he's trying to have a, 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 a genuine moment with him, but Vigilante won't shut up. <laughs> he's like, when I'm talking, listen. Just shut up and listen, man. Listen. Oh, I, th- I think you're you're kind of angry right now. I'm getting the vibe that you're pretty pissed. And he just screams at him. Ah! <laughs> he just starts fucking screaming at him. <laughs> that reminded me of all those videos of drill instructors screaming at Marines. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Please give Peacemaker a chance if you have not yet. You know, it's over the top. It's definitely outrageous. And they um, they have some moments in their script writing where I'm like, you could have done that better or you could have not done that at all. But for the most part, I'm guaranteeing you, you're going to like it. You know, I, I give it an A. Um, maybe an A- minus if you're trying to get technical. But I, I definitely give it an A. Because it's just so funny. <laughs> I can't... Every time I, I fucking watch an episode, I start laughing. And here's another show that I wasn't expecting to impress me the way that it did. You know, I saw the commercials for it. I heard about uh, briefly wh- uh, where it originated from, uh, The Legends of Vox Machina, which is based from the whole Critical Role saga and and all that, work, the recordings, that the episodes that they did, which... You know, from what I understand, it was great. I never watched it. I heard about the people that are involved and what it was about. Um, I never watched that stuff. But when I when I watched Vox Machina, I was like, this is actually pretty good. 
you know you don't you don't have to like dive into the meat the meat of it you know you just take it at surface value it's entertaining it's funny it's got colorful characters it's got color, colorful dialogue it's got interesting plots you know it's got a uh, this realm of fantasy and intrigue that that's something that's always been kind of uh capturing my attention you know I and mean, stuff like that just always always gets me and if that's something that you're into if you liked dungeons and dragons shows or books or if you like lord of the rings or any of those other the other damn shows you'll like the legend of vox machina it's it's a cartoon and it's dr- drawn in like anime style but the the characters and the dialogue and the story progression is i give that one an a an a probably an a minus and, but it's, I mean, it's hilarious. It's its incredibly hilarious. And it's got, um, you know, it's got this dark suspense to it about these different characters and where they come from and who they are and their motives and blah, 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 blah. It's just, uh, it's good story. It's good storytelling. So I, I highly encourage Peacemaker and The Legend of Vox Machina. They're, uh, one's available on Amazon, one's available on HBO. And I've got both of those. So, uh, so spend a little bit of money and, and watch the damn shows. They're, they're worth it. You uh, you won't regret it. Um, apart from that, you know I got some family go- drama going on with my dad getting all of his child support excused or excuse me dismissed. Uh, seventy-two thousand uh, dollars was the original sum. It was a little bit more than seventy-two thousand, but seventy-two thousand roughly was what he owed. And then him and my mom work out a deal where they were going to drop it down to half. And then something comes up with the DA's office, and there are not the DA. I, that's the second time I've done that. It's not the DA. It's the Attorney General. The Attorney General's office is like, well, we're going to dismiss it because it's too old. And it's like, God, man, the fucking state of Texas has been fucking my mom ever since I was four or five years old. Ugh. That just really, that hurt. That one hurt in a way that took me back to when I was a kid. This is hard. It's hard to have to live in that sort of system that doesn't, you know, look out for the for the little people like my mom like i understand that her her life isn't you know she's not a celebrity or a politician or somebody with huge amounts of influence but her life still matters and they just freaking dismissed all that child support like it was nothing you know it's that was hard to that was hard to swallow um apart from that everything's pretty much the same we got through the cold weather chill we got through the snap freeze pipes didn't bust thank god uh, there was snow, or well, frozen snow all through the yard. As I was walking out of work one night, what was it, last night actually? Was it last night? Yeah, it was last night. As I was walking out of work last night, we see all this snow pushed up into the big pile to make room for the cars to park in. And I told Frank, who's the nurse I was walking out with, hey Frank, watch out, I'm going to hit you with a snowball. You better run to your car. So I'm running over to get the snow, and as soon as I touch it, I'm like, this is frozen stiff. I can't scoop a pile, a handful of snow out of this. It's frozen solid. So, so much for that plan. He got in this truck and drove on. But <laughs> yeah, oh man, I, I, I don't know. I just, I've really taken for granted how cold and serious these weather conditions can get. And I, I lived in Illinois and I lived in North Carolina. I think what it was is when I was living in those states, I didn't have my own car. And when I did, you know, the snow wasn't that bad. Um, you know, when I lived in Illinois, I didn't have my own car. But when I lived in North Carolina, I did. And I, I didn't live there through a blizzard or through, like, a foot of snow or whatever. Um, so that was that was a, an adjustment period for me. Like, I, I didn't I didn't get, get up, you know, before work. Like, I didn't get up in my car for an hour and let it warm up and thaw out. 
You know, I, I thawed out my car in like 20 minutes, which that was a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, that ice, I still can't get it over it. That ice was caked onto my windshield. I thought I was going to crack my windshield trying to scoop it off. Um, it, it froze my god dang. Oh, I broke my door handle. So my doors were so frozen stiff as I was trying to pull my handle open to open the door, I pulled it out of the door frame. <laughs> I pulled the damn uh, I, I pulled the the, the, the housing or the, the mechanism or whatever you want to call it, the handle that, that opens the door, I pulled it out of the hole in the door frame. And so I broke something off in there and I've got to just replace the, the whole little contraption. <laughs> uh, there's just a, anyway so y'all be very careful when it comes to shit like this don't don't drive like maniacs you know I, I was very careful with how I was driving I uh, I wasn't trying to like go 30 in a 50 or whatever but I was uh, making sure I wasn't distracted um, obviously you know I'm recording right now and that is a distraction so don't, don't get me on that bullshit but Last night and this this afternoon, things were different. Um, everything's going all right. Just getting out of this cold pretty soon. Classes are back to normal. Starting next week, they closed my campus down this week. And, you know, we're talking about you know, child development. And John gets on the, the damn Facebook chat we're on. And, you know, he said something on his podcast about him and Shane. He was like, well, are you an expert? Are you a doctor? Are you a scientist? Are you this or that or the other? Well, then your opinion don't fucking matter, does it? And yet he'll talk about how, well, kids, you know, they're more resilient than you think. And they can watch that violent shit and not be violent themselves. It's like, that's not what research says. And you're not a scientist or a researcher. So your opinion doesn't fucking matter, does it? <laughs> I thought I'd leave with that little bit right there. Uh, you know, the, the stuff that we're learning in child development, uh, it's, it's like, well, some of the shit that we're hearing isn't exactly true. <laughs> Some of the stuff we come up on our own isn't exactly accurate. I mean, really, you should leave it to the scientists who, who this is their daily job. You know, we, we're just going to our retail jobs or our healthcare jobs or our supervisor roles, and we're just doing that bullshit. We're not reading on the literature. We're not doing the science. We're not doing any of that. So, regardless. Um, oh, man. So, I had read something about ivermectin, which is that... Uh, anti-parasite that they give animals in rare cases people and how uh, it's supposed to be treating adults and shit and uh, the, our doctors aren't giving it our doctors are like no nah, we're not taking the risk we don't have co convincing evidence that ivermectin is going to work for people and um, you know I've, I've looked at uh, some of the research and I know it's out there and I know you know there's some promising uh, facts and evidence there but uh People are people are asking for it. And our doctors ain't giving it, and one of our patients got pissed. <laughs> well, why aren't you willing to try it? Everybody else says it works. Trump says it works, and blah blah blah, get it blind. Fossey's an idiot, and it's anyway. It's like, man, this is not the place to discuss that. You know, this doctor's got his career on the line. Anytime he touches you or gives you a medication, so uh, if he doesn't want to give you ivermectin, he ain't giving it to you. <laughs> Um, something that I hope you all will remember is that you do have rights. If your doctor isn't taking care of you the way that you want to be taken care of, you don't have to follow their treatment plan. You can always get another opinion. Now, is that opinion going to be indifferent? I don't know. I can't guarantee you that. But 
if you don't like the way things are going at your hospital visit or emergency visit, you can always leave. You know, that's that is your right. And we won't like it, but we'll put up with it because people leave every goddamn day. <laughs> Shit, I think one day we had 17 that left uh, without being seen. And it's like, why the fuck do you even come out here? If you if you're that sick to come to the emergency room, but then you leave without being seen by a doctor, why'd you fucking show up? You know, was it really that serious? Obviously not. You left. <laughs> oh man. So I'm gonna miss this type of work, but I'm not gonna miss the bullshit. You know, trying to recommend changes and they don't happen, having to put up with the same crap all the time, people complaining about this, that, and the other, and the way they talk to you. Like, I'll, I'll never forget fucking Rodney. Jesus Christ. He walks by three other people and shakes their hand, gives one of them a side hug, asks how they're doing, talking to them like they're friends. And then he approaches me as I'm sitting in a chair and asks me to do an EKG. He doesn't even look me in the face. Like, he's looking off to the sides like, hey, I got an EKG in this room. You want to take care of that for me? And I'm like, I, I get up and sure, I got no reason not to, but... But the dude didn't even call me by name, and he, he didn't even look at me. <laughs> what the hell? And you know, other people have talked about how he's a problem for them, too. It's like he's too good for this kind of work. And I get that. He's got his PhD. He should be a nurse practitioner, but he's not. He's a nurse, and his knowledge and experience are, you know, super, super advanced, but... He's a nurse at the emergency department, and he's trying to be bigger than that. And that makes it hard to work with him. It does, especially when he doesn't treat you like a coworker. He treats you like a. <laughs> he treats you like a fucking tool. I mean, that's the only way I can describe it. So you know, just stuff like that. It's it's pushing me further and further away from this job. And hopefully something pops up here soon but if not you know i'm still got bills to pay i still got a house that i'm living in leasing i still got fucking books to buy for school and food to eat so that's the way that is keep on working keep on getting your paycheck keep on paying uncle sam because you know you gotta he is gonna get his he is gonna get his just like my dad got his fucking child support forgiven oh well <laughs> you're gonna have to pay Unless you're, you know, living on Social Security. Which I find that fucked up that they were willing to work with him but not my mom. And my mom lives on disability and she gets less money than he does. And when she gets her uh, Social Security income, it's not going to give her that and her disability. It's just going to raise it up to whichever one is higher. Um, yeah. And dad has been getting fucked for all of his life. Right. So this has been Aaron. I'm out of here. Uh, I'm running out of things to talk about. And I am going to concentrate on the road and get to where I am going. I will be down by the beach in a little bit warmer weather. Well, I say the beach. I'm down by the coast. In a little bit warmer weather. Hopefully enjoy my time there before I go up to fucking Wyoming for a week and freeze my ass off. So with that, I hope y'all watch the Super Bowl. I hope you watch Peacemaker. I hope you watch... The Legends of Vox Machina, and I am out of here. This has been Aaron Rollins from Southeast 3rd. We did it live, and I am signing off. Take care of yourselves, everybody.